Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for our weekly conversation with college football analyst Petros Papadakis. Not that I'm a smart guy. I'm stupid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. 41 yards. If you're hurt in an accident, call Sweet James right away at 800-500-5200. Sweet James will be sweet to you, but tough on insurance companies that will bully you. Baruch atah Adonai. Baruch atah Here's Dave Softy Muller. Losers. All righty, boys and girls, here we go. It is that moment that everybody has been waiting for. Wednesdays at 4 o'clock, we get the pleasure. We get the honor, the opportunity to talk to one of the big-time stars in sports talk radio in this country. One half of the Petros and Money Show, color analyst on FS1 for college football, our friend Petros Papadakis, courtesy of the one and only Sweet James Burgunder, 800-500-5200, the dense beard of justice. If you've ever been in a car accident, motorcycle accident, if a dog has ever bitten your balls, whatever's happened, you know that Sweet James can come through for you like he has for so many others. He's amassed $1 billion. Wow. 800-500-5200. 800 500 or sweetjames.com. $1 billion. What is the most amount of money that you think you have ever seen in person? A couple hundred grand, million bucks, couple million, 10 grand? I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. They used to give me uh, like 10 grand and have run me across the street in San Pedro to the bank with the <laughs> money from the restaurant. Oh, oh your dad yeah. did. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you ever think about just like hanging a right and just taking off and... Keeping the money? Yeah, I don't think I'd get very far. I was pretty young. But uh And I'm sure your father your town. father I know reported all of that to the IRS. All of it. Well, I'm positive. That's why that's why you give it to a nine year old and send him across the street. That's, that's I exactly love it. why. Well, listen, man, lots going on. The Pac-12 tournament. Is there really? Is there really yeah, a lot going on? There is a lot going on. We got the NFL draft coming up. We got uh, Geno Smith re-signing with the Seahawks one year ago today. Any idea what happened one year ago today, Petros? No. Mr. Unlimited. Hey, oh, no, really? Traded to the Denver Broncos hey, Seattle. one year ago today. How about that? Yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> okay, see you later. <laughs> no, I just got to be honest. Like the, the, the NFL draft, I feel like no one cares about as much as they used to. The combine, I don't think people care about it. It used to be like a bigger event. Maybe I'm just wrong. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just bored with things. Well, we got the number five pick in the draft, courtesy of that guy right there. Hey, Seattle. So we're fired up. We have two We have two first-rounders, four picks in the top 52 or whatever it is. So, yeah. It's well, a- who, who are you thinking about picking? <laughs> I mean, when, when I was on hold in the show before you, yeah, I heard the guys, and they're like, listen, Gino throws a beautiful ball. He sure does. Daniel Jones throws a nice ball. 
<laughs> and I'm like, what? I'm like, wow. I I would have a hard time getting through that if I had to do that as a sports talk radio guy. Okay, but well, who, all right. Who do you need to pick, Softy? I mean, look, I I don't care. This is. <laughs> What am I interested in this week? What have I been talking about? There's a Greek guy that got really mad at a chalkboard with people that asked him to do math. <laughs> because Wait. he said his great-grandfather is Aristotle. <laughs> I like that story. Okay. What else? What was the other story? I did what another else? story yesterday. Oh, uh, so I'm oh, not- oh, I saw a toucan. In a store. Really? Like, an like a bird? bird and reptile store. Oh. Buying crickets for my lizard. Yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. I couldn't believe the size of the beak on the toucan. Do you know how much a toucan costs? Uh, I, 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 I guess expensive. Like 25 grand. Wow. For a toucan. Yeah. But then you can charge people to take pictures with it. Wasn't like they the, do at the hotels in Maui. Wasn't the toucan the Fruit Loops mascot? Toucan Sam. Right, right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about that. We talked about the blizzard watch okay. down here okay. in uh, Southern California. Very upsetting. The, the weather's uh, been really rough. It's been Still? Home. I don't know if you can relate with that in Seattle, but it's been raining a great deal. Yeah, we know a lot uh, about that up here in Seattle. The problem is you get really used to it and you get used to being depressed about six months out of the year. I understand that, but the the problem here is that nothing here in L.A. specifically, San Diego, Southern California, nothing is actually built for rain. Everything is outside. All the high schools are amphitheater style. Everything has you walking outside from one place to the next, even hospitals. So uh, the rain really, you know, everything floods. Everybody gets super freaked out. Nobody drives. Everybody's scared to go on the roads. <laughs> the L.A. River sucks up hundreds. How many hobos do you think die, Cates? Dozens. Dozens with this storm? Yeah. Yeah. You brought that up last week, too, and some people right. got really mad about that. No, it sucks. I mean, you know. <laughs> on the text line. But uh thought you were being well, insensitive. Well, I'm just talking about the storms. So, you know what bothers me about the storms, though, Softy? It really pisses me off. It pisses me right off. What's that? Is when you uh, you look at the weather on your phone, and it says it's not raining, and you're, like, standing in the rain. And the, and the phone is covered in rain coming from the sky. <laughs> and yet the phone says 0% chance of rain. And you're sitting there like, what the f*** is raining? <laughs> You know, and it just goes to show that we are so deeply attached oh, yeah. to uh, to what we are told digitally that it's very hard for us to accept the actual reality of the rain when it says it's it's uh, not going to rain. Well, the problem it, I have is when the, when the weather happened, I assume you have an iPhone. Oh, you're abandoning me now? I'm asking you, do, no, you, no, not you. do you have an iPhone? Yes, I you do. do. So when you look at your weather app and it says rain, 60%, 70%, you know, if it's going to rain for five minutes, apparently they have to put that little icon on there. No, but that's BS, dude. It was pouring <laughs> rain for like an hour. Okay. And it said it wasn't going to rain that day. 
and Fletcher's baseball got canceled. Oh, that's and my too bad. whole day got flipped on its neck. Yeah. And it just bothers me that I'm lied to in that way. Well, and people are like, well, you should download a better weather app that you have to pay for. It's like, don't I pay enough for my freaking iPhone? <laughs> How much do you pay for the phones for the family combined? We're too young to all have phones. No, I mean, for well, for you and Dana, not, not the kids. I don't pay the bill, Softy. Isn't it quite clear that I'm sort of a deadbeat? <laughs> like, do you, do you really think I handle the family finances? Well, In fact, I, you know for a fact that I don't. I know that you don't because all your all your checks are going to your wife. And why would you ask me such a stupid question? Well, I'm not asking how much you physically pay when you write a check to a uh, business or in this case, a cell phone company, but you might be aware of how much you're paying as a family for your cell phones. Here's my point. My wife and I pay almost $300 a month for cell phone service, and that seems to be a little high. So I'm asking you how much you pay just for reference. I don't know. I would imagine it's similar. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I was going to ask you about all these college quarterbacks coming out. I know well, you. Well, let wa- me say this. Well, the other thing I'm interested in this week is uh, they did a beam topping ceremony at the Clippers' new arena in Inglewood. Okay. Do you know what that is? Beam topping ceremony, like when they yeah, finally when they finished like- all the beams for the roof, or what? Correct. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a big steel workers thing. Right. And they had Kawhi Leonard and Ty Lue and Russell Westbrook in uh, little hard hats. Why is that funny? They were all sitting there. I don't know. It's just (laughs) because it's the Clippers. And the owner, Steve Ballmer, was like, we got 4,000 toilets. Ah!" He's up there screaming. And, uh, oh, we had the Pau Gasol (laughs) thing. We had Pau Gasol. I could totally see Bomber doing that, too. Oh, you should have seen it. It was unreal. <laughs> and we're going to have no line so people can get back in their gut. <laughs> want to apologize to everybody whose tires have been exploded here in Inglewood on Prairie and Century because we're building this monstrosity. Boom! <laughs> Hardcore. I like Steve. I think he's a good dude. What's there not to like? You like him? You like Steve Ballmer? Sure. I just hate the Clippers. Why do you hate and the Clippers? I used to love the Clippers. Well, no, I don't, it's not like I love I thought, the Clippers. Wait a minute. I, just, I thought you hated the Lakers. Well, yeah. So I always root for the Clippers' success just because it pisses off Laker fans. But now you say you hate the Clippers. Well, they, their PR absolutely blows. Oh, I mean, their, okay. their PR is just untenable. Like, they don't even provide players to their own television station. <laughs> and we're their radio station, and oh. I couldn't give a uh, good gosh darn. <laughs> I've sworn too much. I don't need you to edit anymore. Okay. But uh, uh, their, their PR is awful. Uh, Bomber's a good owner. He obviously has a, I mean, the whole load management thing is 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 uh, kind of confounding, and I think the NBA has a PR problem. I think people that deny that have their own PR problems. But I do think that he hired a terrible, terrible uh, marketing and public relations department. Mm. The The president and the people that work for her are just absolutely horrible, top to bottom, like worse than the people that worked for freaking Donald Sterling. 
Mm. Which is amazing because the front office and the product at the stadium and all that stuff is great. It's fine. But the way they deal with the media and just how they present themselves to the media is interesting. And they have a chip on their shoulder. You know, they're all bent out of shape and butt hurt, you know, like Washington State, because they're a little brother of sorts around town. So, oh. but nobody really likes the Clippers, but I root for them to have success just because it makes the Laker fans angry. But this guy is building a really nice uh, arena, I guess. So we talked about that this week. You really want to ask me about quarterbacks? I'm ready. Well, I was going to ask you about a couple guys that maybe you've seen play over the season, but, I mean, forget about it, you know, if you're in that mood. You it's gotta... not that I'm not in the mood. I'm not. I, my stomach's bothering me today a little bit. I don't know why. <laughs> I was going to say, you sound, you sound a little cranky today. And no, I'm okay. Normally, you sound a little salty and cranky to begin with, which is part of the reason why we love you, but... Today you sound a little extra salty, a little extra cranky, but I don't know, man. I mean, the Hawks are sitting there at number five, and they just re-signed Geno Smith. You saw that uh-huh. to a brand-new contract, so he's not going anywhere, but they could still draft somebody, I guess. And you know, English I mean, lit major Geno Smith. Was he really at West Virginia? Yep. Is that true? Just like me. I had no idea. See, I mean, not like the show before you. I mean, with the beautiful ball <laughs> information. <laughs> But uh, I, I had I, I knew that about him from when I used to cover him in college. Did you see C.J. Stroud play in person this year? You probably did not. Bryce Young, no. Will Levis, Kentucky. Anthony Richardson, well, I saw Florida. Bryce Young play. I saw Bryce Young play in uh, high school. Okay. And I thought he was bigger than that. I got to be honest. He's five he foot was... ten in one quarter. He's I literally know. Petros. He's literally a half an inch shorter than Russell Wilson is. Yeah, and I thought he was bigger. I really did. Uh, when I saw him play in high school, and I was impressed with him. I didn't think of him as a quarterback who's just like kind of a, I don't know, a little bit of a facilitator on a great team, maybe like Heward was coming into Washington. Mm. And uh, that this was not Bryce Young. He was he was just as special as all the guys he was delivering the football to, if not much more so. Obviously, he's a Heisman winner. So. I didn't know he was that small, though. I would have said maybe 5'11", and, and, and I know he's lighter than, than what he weighed in the combine. So I guess that's a little bit uh, concerning if you're going to pick a guy. But the interesting thing is those three guys came out, uh, all three of them, uh, DJ Uyunglele, who was a much bigger recruit than even Bryce Young, and then C.J. Stroud, very much of an afterthought. I think he's from uh, Rancho Cucamonga, and... He ended up being uh, probably uh, a more exciting athlete than any of those guys at Ohio State, and had a more exciting offense than than any of those guys consistently at Ohio State. He didn't win the Heisman, I know, like Price did, but and DJ is going to be playing at Oregon State next year, while these two guys are going to be playing in the pros. So uh, it's always interesting to watch how that plays out three, four, five years later. Yeah. But uh, Stroud was not a known. He had to be a pretty big recruit just to be offered by Ohio State, right? So somebody saw him coming, but he was nothing like Bryce and DJ were around here. Did you go to the Combine? Hell no. I'd rather be shot. No, not this week when you were in school. Did you go to the Combine? No, no. I was legally crippled. (laughs) My God. No, no one. Uh, somebody wanted a couple people took a look at my foot and told me I couldn't pass the NFL physical, and that was it. I was happy to be done. <laughs> You'd rather be shot than go to the combine. Oh yeah, like to as a spectator, drink shots with Maurice Jones, Drew, and Hugh Jackson. 
honestly, I'd I'd rather lay on the street like uh like the program. Just wait for somebody to run over my head. <laughs> well, I, I honestly, I got to be honest. The NFL whole corporate, like, oh, this is the highest level of football. Oh, 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 you know, like that whole CEO corporate mentality of the new NFL is a bit of a turnoff. Hmm. I, I, I'll take my Pat Hills uh, before my, my Brandon Staley's, I guess. Although Staley seems like a nice guy, we interview him all the time. But I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I I also yeah, know that I mean, you. I'd rather my quarterback be Dan Marino, mother effing everybody uh, in camp with his locker, which is just a nail on a wall, uh, as opposed to Russell Wilson having an office and yeah, his not anymore own quarterback coach. Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, not anymore. Sean Payton squashed that. Yes, yes, but still, you That's know over. What I mean. Just that corporate vibe of the NFL and, hey, we'll all be at the Marriott. You know, no, I, I, no. But don't you think college football is going that way, too? Yeah, yeah, but, you know, it kind of goes, it, it sort of goes both ways. You know, you can't, how corporate CEO can you be in in uh, in Columbia, South Carolina? Have you ever been to Auburn? Uh, no, but I've been to Atlanta to watch Auburn. Okay, well, that's a big city. What I'm saying is, you know, most college football, like we always have a very unique perspective. Our college football conversations, I believe, are quite nuanced and very refined. Oh, yeah. And almost like the conversations of the aristocracy. Uh, But it's an interesting thing. It's because we are, and L.A. is a dwarf Seattle, but these are two of the few big cities that have college football in them, right? Uh, Maybe Atlanta with Georgia Tech. And uh, you think about Miami, the University of Miami, but most college football is played in in small towns, or or maybe like a suburb, like Ann Arbor. But small town stuff, uh, for the most part, is is what college football is played in, and it's kind of hard to sell a corporate vibe to them as much. But universities are very progressive, you know, even in Ames, Iowa. Uh, listen, um, I'm sorry about the weather. I'm sorry about your stomach. Hope you feel better. I'm okay. Whatever you need from me, I'm always here for you. I don't feel like that's so genuine. Completely. Send me no, a text. No, I guess. You know what? You're right. I think it is. Anytime you want to talk, chat. No, no, I'm up. fine. I'm just tired. You know, I had to get out. I hit the snooze button. I was late for the Brady Quinn show this morning. Oh. Jonas Knox was mad at the other two guys for some reason. Yeah. Hey, and- did you see... Uh, by the way, speaking of that, uh, this piqued my interest for a quick second. You got time, by the way? Is Bill Plasky here yet? Yeah, I got time. You got, okay. You mentioned Jonas Knox, and the guy that used to do that show, I think, was your old pal Clay Travis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I saw he on, took over the Rush Limbaugh right. show. Yeah. I saw on, on Clay's Twitter account, uh, J.J. Reddick went on ESPN and went after Kendrick Perkins for yeah, saying that yeah. the only reason why the Joker is going to win the MVP is because he's white. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Mm-hmm. Did you discuss that on your program? No, I didn't. But I do remember people talking about Steve Nash in that way when right. they wanted Kobe to win the MVP. And I think it's like five white guys over the last 30 years have won the NBA MVP. So, like, <laughs> you let, know, I let me know. text in white players to win NBA MVP. Look, I mean, I got it. I mean, uh, my perspective as a sportscaster, and I think what Charles Barkley said is right. I think people go on ESPN and say stupid stuff. And I like Kendrick Perkins. He's come on our show many times. He answers questions honestly. And if he was speaking from his heart, great. But it, it smelled a little bit like a guy trying to have a hot take on a hot take show. And hot take shows suck. I mean, they are so 10 years ago. But that being said, I was a white tailback at USC in the mid-90s. There was not a lot of white guys playing tailback in major college football in those days. And... uh there was a lot of very skeptical people just about my mere existence. So, uh, seriously, you know, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, what do you do? I'm on the football team. Uh, what position do you play? I'm a running back. Uh, are you a walk on? No, no, I'm not a walk on. Uh, you're a fullback then, right? No, no, I'm a tailback. Tackle? Yeah. Are you like a manager? No, no, I'm. Got a number and everything. Larry Bird won three straight MVPs <laughs> from 84 to 86 in the 40 years since, nearly 40 years, sorry, three white players, uh, Dirk Nowitzki, Steve Nash, and the Joker have won the MVP. Right. That's it. Two of which are not American. Right. You know, or yeah. from the United States. One Canadian, one German. Right. right. Uh, well, yeah, well, then th- one of which is, uh, well, Steve Nash. Is it not is South African born, right? Yeah, but, and then uh, yeah. the Joker is not from around here. Nope, uh, nope. and uh, and uh, neither is a Navinsky. And Larry's from Indiana, so it's kind of like French a different Lick. planet. All right, we got to go. Great stuff, man. Hope you feel better. Good luck with the weather. Uh, I'm sorry that you're in a cranky mood, and again, whatever you need I'm from fine. me, just I'm reach fine. out. All right, I'll see you, you're man. You're just saying that because I'm white. <laughs> I'll see you, dude. Petros Papadakis with us. We're going to break. Daniel Jeremiah going to join us at 5 o'clock right here talking draft. Courtesy of 3010 Weight Loss for Life on 93.3 KJR-FM. Now back to Softy and Dick. Tried out on the field. Two-handed stop. And that's the dagger. On your home for the rim-rattling coverage of March Madness. All right, we got. Uh, we're still waiting for our Kraken ticket winner this hour. Is that correct? Still haven't played it. Haven't played the sounder yet. There's a super secret special sounder that was created by our highly paid production team here. Every time you hear it, you'll hear it once an hour uh, between now and five o'clock, and then five and six, and six and seven. Be the tenth caller at two eight six ninety five ninety five in honor of Maddie Beniers, and you'll win a pair of tickets for the Kraken Ottawa game tomorrow. Over at Climate Pledge Arena. So stay tuned for that. Daniel Jeremiah will join us from the NFL Network at 5 o'clock, courtesy of 3010 
weightlossforlife.com. So uh, I, I thought I heard something, but I may have heard wrong. So I want to ask you again what you said okay. earlier in the show. And it was way back at 320, which in radio oh, land God. is like a month ago. I don't even know if I'll remember what You I said, said something about if, and I'm paraphrasing here, and if I got you wrong, then I apologize. Okay. You can feel free to correct me. Right. If a fan doesn't either give money or pay attention to what's happening with the basketball team, then they can't be pissed off when Mike Hopkins comes back because of finances. Yeah, is I that think what you said? I think the the word I'm going to use is invest. And invest doesn't necessarily mean money. I mean, that's part of investing obviously. But if you don't invest in the program, right. and you just kind of, you know, you're just like I'm not going to watch this, I'm not going to watch this, I'm right. not going to pay any attention to it. I'm I'm a bandwagon fan, right? Right. Then I feel like it's pretty hard then to be like adamant about Mike Hopkins not being fired simply because of the money. It's like, well, one of the reasons, if Mike Hopkins doesn't get fired, the primary reason he's not getting fired Mm -hmm. is because they're not willing to pay out the money. They're not willing to pay out the money because there's not enough pressure or butts in seats for them to be able yeah. to pay out the money. All right, so, okay, because you were the one that said earlier that you have you you have purposely not watched a lot of Husky basketball because it pisses you but off. But I followed it on a daily right. basis. I okay. know what happens sure. every well, single right. yeah. day. I mean, I, I just, it's hard for me, <laughs> you know, it's hard for me to sit through Mm-hmm. An entire game. I got it. But that doesn't yeah, mean I don't I follow what's going right. on. Well, and I think a lot of people do follow it, right? Uh, I don't think you have to watch every game. I don't sure. think you have to go to a game or give a penny to have an opinion on this. I mean, you got people that live a thousand miles away that are Husky graduates or fans that live in California. Or th- I, I got a buddy of mine who lives in New York City mm-hmm. and she can't go to one game sure. and doesn't give one penny, but she's pissed as hell that they're thinking about bringing Mike Hopkins back. I just so see when we... I just like the fact that people have an opinion on this. I think the more people with opinions, Absolutely. the better off we are. And but they don't. That's the problem. When we tweet about Husky basketball, Dave. It's freaking crickets right, because on I think Twitter. Because I think they're sick and tired of it, Dick. Because it's the same thing every yeah. single night. And by the way, speaking of Twitter, Jackson and I were talking about this off the air. I I because I just saw a guy who tweeted at Mike Hopkins resign already. Says this guy on Twitter. And so I was like, all right, let me just dive into Hopkins' Twitter account and see what he's been doing. You realize that he has not sent a tweet out in nine months? Nine months. Did he used to send a lot of tweets oh, out? Oh, yeah. And even like, hey, maybe you retweet a coach or you give congratulations to another team on campus right. or whatever. But this is how coaches talk to people now through social media. And the head coach at Washington, Jimmy Lake, did the same thing, by the way, after, after the Oregon game. Yes. He shut her down. There was nothing. Well, that's different. Okay, <laughs> nothing. Right. Uh, I think even after the Montana loss, he kind of shut it down, to be honest with you. But I'm looking at Mike Hopkins' Twitter account, and I'm like, wow. That's amazing. This guy is so disinterested in hearing what people have to say to him because things have gotten so bad. I think that's part of it. That if he puts anything on Twitter, you know what the reaction's yes, going to be. Yes. And so he just says the hell with it. And he has not sent a tweet out since June of last year. That is crazy to me. So, again, this is a absolute clear-cut situation where UW needs new blood on the sideline. But it likely, well, not likely, I'm going to tell you right now, I think it's more than 50-50 he comes back next year. That could change. Maybe the last couple of games have fired somebody up, right? Mm -hmm. After watching the embarrassment of the Wazoo game last week and then what happened today, 
against Colorado. Maybe somebody now has said, you know what, enough. Yeah. Maybe somebody on upper campus has said enough. Maybe a donor has said enough. But I, I just, look, you know, I, I understand what you're saying about, hey, look, if you're going to get mad about the financial uh, perspective on him coming back, then part of the reason why they don't have the money is because there's not enough interest in the program. And I get that. But I think there's a lot of people that are angry that we're in this position financially and just simply put, don't have the means to do anything about it. I guess I would, I, I would ask then like we don't talk Husky basketball at all, really. I mean, over the course of the season, because what's the conversation? Well, that's the thing. But what I'm saying is there are bad basketball teams mm-hmm. in other conferences right. where their local radio station does talk a lot about it because they feel mm-hmm. like their listeners are going to be interested, good or bad, right. in the topic. And we just yeah. don't feel that. I'm not saying we're wrong for doing it. We don't feel like there would be enough interest from the listener right. if we spent right. regular right. segments talking about this basketball team. Because it's the same story every damn day. It's the same <laughs> conversation. I mean, what you're hearing now may have happened back in December. You have no idea. This conversation that you're hearing now could have happened in January. Yes. I'm not kidding you. No, you're it's right. It's the same thing over and over again. And by the way, most of those schools, this is exactly what Petros was just talking about on the air. Most of those schools that you're talking about are in small towns and yeah. have nothing else going on. That's right. Right? I mean, if you're talking about beaver basketball or duck basketball or cougar basketball in Spokane, in Pullman, there's no Mariners. There's no Seahawks. There's no Kraken. There's nothing. So I get it, right? These are teams and programs that typically own the city that they operate in. It's very easy for Husky basketball fans to become apathetic because there's so many other things to do. And so many other things to occupy your time, Mm -hmm. most of which for Husky fans is the freaking football team. And talk about them because they're fun. They're 11 and 2. They have a Heisman contender. They have the Pac 12 coach of the year. Why should we talk about Husky basketball when all it does is just piss me off and make you want to bash your head against the wall? So, look, there's only how many times can you say maybe we should get that? What's that, uh, that company we advertise? Babel? Right, Babel. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe we should start learning different languages so we can say the same thing ten different ways. You take French, Korean, and German. <laughs> I'll take Spanish and Portuguese and Braille. All right, and then Jackson, you can pick three other languages, and we'll all figure it out, and we'll do the same damn thing ten different ways so it doesn't get stale. Because that's what we're doing, and I get tired of it. And you know, I, I remember you saying probably. 20 years ago and i think you're exactly right we you, you were doing a show and I'm, i might even have been with you on the on the 10 to 10 to 2 extravaganza oh yeah where <laughs> you or us we came up with a standard of what husky basketball needs to be on a year-to-year basis and i thought it was a reasonable very attainable standard and that was to be in the mix for an ncaa tournament bid just about every year, every and year. to make right. the NCAA tournament a couple of times out of five years. I think what I said is top half of the conference. Top half, top of, the half conference, of the conference. Which at the time was five teams. Right. Now it's six teams. Going to be five teams again. Right. And for the University of Washington, that is not supposed to be out of the realm of possibility. Why can't we succeed at both football and basketball? I'm not talking about being greedy and being, oh, we should be top 10 in football and basketball every year. I'm not talking about that. I'm right. talking about right. can we be really, really good at one right. 
and kind of good with an occasional pop at the other. That's yeah. all I'm asking yeah. for. Well, I mean, Michigan does it pretty good. Yeah. Alabama does it pretty good right now. That's happening over there. There's not a lot of teams that do it well. Um, but I think again, Ohio State does it pretty well. Waiting 11 years and having one tournament run in 11 years is just simply unacceptable. It's just not good enough. So, hey, look, we'll see. I mean, I, I you know, all these people they're texting and tweeting and saying, you know, how can Jen Cohen not fire him? How can you dub not try to find a way out of that contract? Trust me, they are. Yeah. They are trying to find a way yeah. out of it. They yeah. see exactly what you see, and they see exactly what I see. And they're hearing it from people way more important than us every single day. 441, Textimonials, and then Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network. Get your draft questions in, baby. Here we go. 49451, Textimonials, coming next. And then DJ uh, will join us for his weekly segment, courtesy of 3010weightlossforlife.com at 5, right here on 93.3 KJRFM. Coming to you live from the Elliott Avenue studios of Sports Radio KJR. This is Textimonials. Take it away, Dave Softy Mahler and Dick Fane. All right, congratulations to Wazoo on beating a high school team. Actually, excuse me, a junior high team in the Pac-12 tournament. California is now 3-29. and Wazoo gets them in the first round today of the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, what was the final? 69-52, is that correct? The final yes. score from Vegas? 59. <laughs> uh, they move on to get Oregon. Colorado beats UW. They move on to get UCLA. Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network at Move the Sticks on Twitter. Talking draft will join us at 5 p.m. every Wednesday through the draft starting tonight. Courtesy of 3010 Weight Loss for Life. All right, 49451. Tell them more. Do text line when his game time is tight time. Jackson, what do you got? You are wrong this year. Petro's poopy piss. I'm as excited as I've ever been for the draft. Well, yeah, but Petros is a miserable SOB and doesn't like sports. That's the cool thing about Petros's show. He does a sports talk radio show and can't stand sports. Did he say, I, I didn't hear the comment about the draft. He said he he's said. not fired up for the draft. He can't stand the draft. He hates oh, okay. the combine and would rather be shot then go to the combine. That's what Petro said. I cannot remember <laughs> the last time I was this intrigued about an NFL draft. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I can't. I mean, normally, and it's usually just simply because the team is good and they have either no first-round pick yeah. or they have a pick in the 20s that you know is going to turn into a pick in the 30s yeah. before it's all said and done after trades. And so I'm I'm usually only moderately excited about the draft. And to this year, I'm just all over the top excited. Well, and I would hope that everybody feels that way. I mean, that's kind of obvious, right? We got the number five pick in the draft and the highest pick the Hawks have had since they took Aaron Curry at number four in 2009. If you're not as fired up for the draft now as you've been in a long time, then you'll never be fired up. Well, plus the fact (laughs) you also, the the quarterback position is now in play. Absolutely. Which it has not been in play for a decade. No, I think think all that stuff, man. I'm with you. All right, what's next? Happy anniversary, Broncos fans. Wilson traded to Denver exactly one year ago. Go Hawks. Nice expensive chair too, first of all. <laughs> the day she's doing. She out here pregnant at all, trying to take a photo. God, if I would have told you the day that he was traded, on that day, and we're going to go back and listen at 5.30 to some of our reaction the day he was traded. All right, here's Dick what's going to happen. They're going to be so bad that the Seahawks will end up with the number five pick in the draft. He's going to get accused of financial impropriety with his charity. He's going to be ripped apart by his teammates. Seahawks fans are going to boo his ass when he comes to Seattle. And Geno Smith is going to beat him, make the Pro Bowl, 
get an MVP vote and get a three-year, $105 million contract with $52 million guaranteed. And on the field, he's going to go from 30 years old to 47 years old overnight. And his reputation will go down the toilet. I don't think anybody could have seen this coming. It's incredible what's happened the last year with this guy. We'll go back and listen to 530 because the texter's right. A year ago today, Russell Wilson was sent to Denver. All right, what's next? I know Dave Hextall doesn't exude energy in these interviews, but I really enjoy listening to him. Yeah. Straightforward. No nonsense. The big, long D. I thought he was good today. He was good. And we made him laugh. Not once, not twice, not three times, but four different times for Dave Haxtell. So here's the thing. We're talking to people out in the sports pit today whose names we won't talk about, but they know a thing or two about hockey, and they're telling us, hey, this Haxtell guy, he actually can coach. And I think he needs to be talked about like that. This was a bad, bad hockey team a year ago. Bad hockey team a year ago. And now you wake up on the morning of March the 8th, and they're two points out of first place in their own damn division. If he's not the coach of the year in the NHL, then who is? Well, it's got to be very difficult to just take a group of players all from other teams, bring them together, and try to win in year number one. Absolutely. Now, the difference between Hackstall and Hopkins is Hopkins chose to put a team together brand new every single year he's been here. Hackstall was forced to put a brand new team together. Well, and Hopkins took over a ready-made ball club, obviously, and made the tournament two years later. But yeah, no, I think it's great. Uh, I think I'm fired up for the Stanley Cup playoff run. I think everybody else should be as well, and I think this thing is going to really take off once these guys make a playoff appearance and play home games at Climate Pledge. All right, what's next? What's the difference between Lorenzo and Hopkins? Mm. Recruiting? Uh, yeah, the difference between Lorenzo Romar and Mike Hopkins is that Lorenzo Romar, I think, number one, actually had a sustained run of success. We know that. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling me the difference is recruiting for Lorenzo Romar, I think Lorenzo Romar had an ability to connect with the hometown kids, and Mike Hopkins somehow, some way, has not been able to figure that out, either because of a lack of effort a lack of personality, a lack of a relationship, a lack of a connection, whatever. I don't know what it is. I just know this, that Lorenzo Romar, Dick, seemed to be a lot more involved in the community when it Mm -hmm. came to basketball and high school basketball than Mike Hopkins. Absolutely. Lorenzo Romar was everywhere. Everywhere in this city. I mean, I saw him time and time and time again at high school games I would go to. I saw him time and time and time again at high school games I would coach. And it's just it just doesn't seem the same over the last five years. No, no question. All right, we're going to break. You ready for some draft talk? Daniel Jeremiah talking about the draft that we're all fired up for for the first time in forever from the NFL Network at Move the Sticks on Twitter. Uh, he'll join us every Wednesday at 5 o'clock through the draft, courtesy of 3010weightlossforlife.com. Daniel Jeremiah next on 93.3 KJRFM. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.